This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Now that I'm a uh, a man, and I have a man truck, this is true. I do feel like I'm, I'm even though it's stock height. Okay, mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm I'm higher up, you know, than my Tundra, which would make sense, right? I mean, I'd I mean, say I'd say they're pretty are. close, but I feel a lot feel a lot bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like looking down on people, like in their cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was driving, I was driving home, and uh, I'm at this stoplight, and I look I look over, and it's a Ford Ranger. Okay, <laughs> stock Ford Ranger. Okay, okay. nothing okay. cool. Mm-hmm. All right, takes a lot to make them cool, but nothing cool. Every okay. Ford Ranger is cool. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Uh, I look, I look over, and there's this like, I would call him a kid because he looks like a kid. He looks like he's twenties, ponytail, mm-hmm. you know, ponytail. like one of those. And <laughs> we're we're stopped, and I kind of creeped up next to him, and I look over, and he grabs a keyboard okay not like a keyboard for your like a computer like a keyboard like, like a he, music keyboard like a music piano keyboard this guy's operating on a level that we are unclear okay. with <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 holding it with one hand and he's like playing something and then i look a little closer he's got he's got a one of those red aluminum bottles of budweiser in his lap playing a keyboard but this keyboard has a tube over oh, the that's going yeah. in his mouth, like the the funk the funk voice, whatever the hell that's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, like an auto tune? Is that what is, he's doing? Is it? <laughs> do you know what it's called, Corey? Yeah, I I, I, I see it like all, all the funk guys where they put the tune in there. And they, well, they talk and it has like mouth, a sense. He's just going at this keyboard. Uh huh. I'm just like, man, that's one hell of a thing to do with a, at a stoplight, stoplight drinking a beer. <laughs> like, okay, I stand <laughs> by my statement. That guy is operating at a level that's just like. I was like, dude, at least roll down your window so I could hear your jam. Wow. <laughs> like, I've never seen one of those. I thought when 
because I, I, I kind of saw the mouth thing uh-huh. and I didn't put the mouth thing and the keyboard together. And I was like, oh, he's doing like a, a blow and go. Yeah. But I'm like, he can't be doing a blow and go. He's got a beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bold move. <laughs> yeah, bold move, dude. Like, you're going to be shut down, stuck yeah. in this intersection. Like, you're going to ask someone else to blow in that thing in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's just playing a tune. I can't imagine being so inspired to play a tune on a keyboard that you would have to do it at a stoplight. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a perfectly good radio right in the dash. <laughs> <laughs> and all Ford Rangers have fantastic radios. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Not those. <laughs> but, yeah, I, my biggest thing was, like, like I care less about the beer. I could care less about your POS Ford Ranger uh-huh. or your ponytail. I want to hear your tune. Yeah. I want to hear Play me a tune, piano man. So this goes out to a local Spokane man driving around in a Ford friggin' Ranger with a keyboard. And you drink Bud Heavy, and you got a ponytail, and you got one of those little old school auto tune yeah. hoses where you speak into the keyboard. It comes, it comes out like that. Like he should do our. Intro. Where's your tune, dude? <laughs> he should do our intro, dude. dude How funny come- would that be if he shows up? Like oh. I'm here for the intro. Oh my! <laughs> oh my Thanks for tuning into America's Diesel Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she would be I mean, lit. That would be lit, dude. Oh, oh. hey, we want to find you, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'll put a thing on Facebook for him. I guarantee he doesn't listen to a diesel podcast. No. <laughs> Fact. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time they have C10 in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons, and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae, and it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates, it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. All right. Well, now with that uh, fruitful intro, thanks for tuning in. This is Ben Todd from America's Diesel Podcast coming at you live, somewhat live in Spokane, Washington. Uh, Make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to uh, podcasts at. Uh, We appreciate you listening. Also, this is on YouTube. If you want to watch the show, you can see me very appropriately and it's going to make more sense later i'm wearing a cummins t-shirt and tyler's wearing a power stroke t-shirt it'll make a lot more sense once we start the episode uh, but if you have any questions regarding the episode or want to leave a comment um doing it on the youtube video is the best place to do it uh i'm checking those every day at least every other day um if you have questions that you want to get answered on the show you can leave them there or you can send an email into tyler uh, Tyler actually is probably the best one to do that with. Um, if you have a question regarding, like, you want to get a part ordered now and you have a question, call the sales guys. Yeah. Call in our No More 100 number. It's 888-993-4373, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. They will answer your questions. Um, there's a, you may get me on the phone. I don't know. You can ask for me. 
I probably won't answer because honestly, I'm stacked. <laughs> I'll answer the phone. Okay, I'm just being real, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you need to get a part ordered, like don't wait for our email back. You need to call in um, or, or something along those lines because we we kind of stack those emails up for the question and answer episodes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Tyler's gonna hit you with a story about stickers. Ooh, stickers! Stickers are fun. They can stick to things, especially your truck hey. and other things, your fridge, toolbox, whatever. You may, may be thinking, well, how do I get such sticker? Yeah. Well, on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier, if you screenshot your five-star review and send that to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com along with a picture of your truck and an address, we'll send you a super sick sticker that looks just like our cups, just like our background. Not our shirts. Not today. Not today. For a reason. And I, fa- I found out what the name of that uh, piano was. Oh, what is it? M- uh, Mel- Melodica? Melodic? Melodic? How do you pronounce it? I read that. Uh, I failed English, see. all right? Melodica. <laughs> melodica. Like a melody, melodica. Yeah. Melodica. <laughs> <piano>. Monica! <laughs> so, that was a little fast. Anybody out there that plays one of those, we're looking for a show tune for our intro. Hell yeah, dude. If you could make a sick show tune intro for that with one of those little speak tube things, I will. I'm not saying we will for sure put it on, but I will highly consider it. I'm just like, like I picture really. like T Pain, like auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about. America's Decent Podcast. <laughs> With some go. sweet yeah. guitar stuff, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe some explosions, a dragon. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, enough of that. What yeah, are we talking about today? We talk about so, some trucks. We yeah, we are. We are talking about trucks <laughs> more than just Ford Rangers. Yeah. Today is an episode about a truck that likes to boogie and get down and dance because it's actually got two left feet. Sometimes they point in, sometimes <laughs> they point out. We're talking about Duramax front ends. And if you got that joke, then more power to you. That was actually pretty good. It's got hey, two you like that? Feet. Yeah, I didn't like that. And the reason that it's so funny about our shirts today is it's a Duramax episode. We don't talk about Duramaxes a lot. Therefore, Tyler wore a Power Shark shirt, and I wore a Cummins shirt. Yeah, and I got a second-gen second hat. <laughs> Killing it. Killing it. Accurate F. <laughs> you should take your Duramax advice from these two people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing. So you got Duramax 01 to current. I mean, it's all still Duramax. It didn't change anything, really. Uh, the front ends, you have uh, your basic front end that's 01 to 10, mm-hmm. and then your current front end, which is basically 11 to, I want to say, 21, yeah, pretty much almost all the way throughout. Yeah. Uh, they're all independent front suspension. The earlier models from 01 to 10 were torsion bar. Uh, the 11 and up, were those still torsion bar? Yes, mm-hmm. they were, yeah. Uh, they're still torsion bar. There are uh, companies out there that make conversions for them and whatnot to do a coilover and whatnot, um, but they come from the factory with torsion bars. Uh, that means you have an upper control arm, a lower control arm, tie rod ends center link and you have like a pitman arm then you have a an idler arm the idler arm has a pivot and if you just got this whole big mess <laughs> going around the front of this thing trying to push and pull the wheels around and then you got steering gearbox and steering shaft yeah um duramax is known for having tie rod issues yeah if you've ever um watched a stock well i'm not gonna say just a stock duramax but a a modified Duramax that has like stock suspension. I go down a racetrack, you might see the old you know, Chevy shuffle, the Chevy shuffle, Chevy shuffle, Chevy shimmy. Um, if you look at Duramax steering, okay, the tie rods, extremely small, tiny, tiny for what it is. Like we're talking, um, I bet you there's some like, like I bet you the tie rod ends on your Tundra were thicker than the. the I wouldn't the doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they're 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 insanely small. And I, here's the thing: obviously, factory did not. Well, 
if they didn't think this, they're they're stupid. <laughs> but they didn't think people are going to modify these trucks. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but they've had since two thousand one to make yeah. a fix. Like yeah. as much as we all hate on Dodge steering, at least they made a fix. You yeah. know, and they made in, it retro in stock form. Okay, completely stock form. Do they drive nice and smooth? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are they, you know, nice and soft, plush suspension? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when guys start putting heavier wheels and tires on them, putting leveling kits on them, adding more power. Um, you're just going to run into that. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just very, very small diameter stuff. And that's why there's a lot of companies out there that make what's called tie rod sleeves. Mm-hmm. It's basically a sleeve that goes over top of the existing small tie rod to make it thicker. Yeah, some, some of them slide over and some of them will literally like clamp over yeah, it just to keep it from it. bending. Yeah, so it's a, it's a huge problem on those trucks. Uh, um, can be a really simple and relatively cheap fix if you want to go just like kind of the basic route with just like some sleeves. Uh, probably the bolt-on sleeves will be the easiest because you don't have yeah. to take anything apart. Um, otherwise, if you're doing like an actual like PPE or um, you know t- actual tie rod sleeve that's not bolted together, you got to kind of take it apart. You have to fully disassemble. You it. Fully disassemble it, put your sleeve on, and then mm-hmm. reassemble. Not the end of the world, but um, if that's all you're going, you know, it, if that's the extent of your your mods you want to do, you just want to kind of um, make sure you don't run into a problem, or make sure you don't break something, or make sure you don't, you know dance with your two left feet out on wherever you're going uh a tie rod sleeve is going to be probably the most cost effective way to get it done mm-hmm. but there are better ways there are better ways um there are lots of companies out there that make upgraded uh full just tie rod and assemblies mm-hmm. uh, some that come to mind um and we're going to tell you our favorite later on here but some that come to mind and this is not to say that they are crappy by any means they are th- these companies make some very high pr- quality products we even stock them here on the shelf um, first one that always comes to mind for me, PPE. Yeah. PPE tie ends, they make like a stage, what's that, stage three or stage, they make like multiple stages of them. Yeah. The and forged ones are the ones yeah, that are. The big burly ones, yeah. they are no joke. Like yeah. they get down to business. Um, another another company that makes a tie rod end or the, the whole tie rod assembly that actually surprised the living crap out of me was rare parts. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. We we, we had a, we had some. I don't know if they came back or there was like a misshipment, but they ended up on our on our counter like yeah, in the parts well, room. Um, yeah, set got returned, but there was only mm-hmm. one in it. Yeah, yeah. And we all we opened and looked at it, and we're like, because we've been selling it for a little while, and mm-hmm. we all assume. I mean, we. I will say that we we usually always try and get parts in for us to touch and feel them, you know, before sure. we sell them, so we can get like. Get a, get a sense for them and stuff like that. Yeah. But we hadn't had these in yet, and honestly, like I was under the impression, like yeah, they're good, but like, especially just like a, a little bit nicer than stock. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Holy <laughs> smokes, my dude! That thing was like a it, like where the tie rod end normally like bevels down. It just went tie rod end straight. Yeah, yeah. it was beefy. Like it was yeah. like a billy club on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> You could kill someone with it's that. It's always thing. like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this isn't going to break, but what yeah. about what's it's tied to? Because now <laughs> this is giant, and uh, yes. that's not changed. So <laughs> it's true because uh, when you start uh, modifying other parts on trucks, you know, the other parts around them may now become weak links. Yeah, um, this is this holds true for a lot of stuff. Obviously, like gears, transmission, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's especially true on steering because you get a lot of sharp, high, high torque or high, high like high stress movements a lot of times yeah um but i would say those are probably that's like the biggest thing as far as gm front end issues go um we do also sell quite a bit of uh, redhead steering gear boxes for gm trucks yep um one of the other things that we sell that's very popular and um if i were to have like a three-quarter or one ton actually i almost did these on my bourbon Mm -hmm. um 
but they make a, a Pittman arm and idler arm brace kit. Yes. Uh, definitely something I highly recommend if you plan on keeping it for a long time. Because um, it, it, I wish they just would have done something better. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the problem, again, on a stock truck, it may not be an issue, but when you've got guys putting on, like, you know, really heavy offset wheels, wider tires, mm-hmm. that unsprung right unsprung weight going down the road especially getting in like the ruts of a road it's gonna it's gonna things are gonna bend especially yeah. if that if nothing in your uh steering has been addressed um so yeah it's it's if you've got big wheels and tires and you're kind of feeling like you're chasing the chasing the wheels down the road mm-hmm. you might it might be a good idea to look at uh, upgrading your 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 steering linkage system and just like what ben was saying that whole the the pivot and idler assembly is also a huge one um again once road crowns that sort of thing it just starts putting stress on everything else so you don't want to just fix just just the end part of it you want to keep following that path up to all the other components so you don't prematurely wear those out um just one of those things before we continue to completely decimate gm front ends (laughs) let's talk about a couple of good things okay Okay. (laughs) so one they ride nice okay chances are if you got an ifs truck it's going to ride a hell of a lot nicer than a solid axle truck yeah um, I'd say just about across the board. It's exceptions to every rule, but just about across the board. Uh, they are very easy to level. Yeah. Or get easy. get a little extra inch out of the front. Like crank down the bolt. Yep. Measure it, make sure you even, bam, you just got yourself an extra inch out of the front. Yep. For the cost of, if you have the tools, nothing. Well, Quite yeah, and even if you wanted to upgrade and do, you know, some better keys, torsion keys, um, relatively cheap. I mean, sub. we're talking like sub 500 bucks. Yeah. Like, try to find a leveling kit for a truck, any other truck, straight axle truck that's less than 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, well, I guess you can because you just do, like, a basic coil spacer. Mm-hmm. But just like any other truck, once you start lifting, like, once you start lifting it up, there's other aspects that you want to look at just uh, with a Duramax, just like you would want to look at with a Ford or or a uh, uh, Ram. With, with the number one problem that we see after guys are leveling these things obviously a lot of people try to go to the max on a lift kit because they want to get i want to get as big tire as big as tire as i can all the way up the problem with that is though too is that you're putting the upper control arm ball joy in a a unsatisfactory position it's not going to live there for long because you've already got the suspension um extended past to where the kind of the working angle is of that ball joint Mm -hmm. so that's something that you want to think about just like you want to think about track bars on Rams and track bars on Fords and, sh- you know, other things end links and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's always aspects that you, with any truck that you got to kind of address if you're going to take it to that point. But, uh, but yeah, they're extremely easy to lift, extremely easy to lift. Especially the, the new news, like yeah. the new AT4s, you can do a, a torsion bar, like leveling lift kit on there. And since GM finally got their head out of their rear and made a bigger wheel, well, you can fit a 37 on that thing. Yeah. That's, that's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, because for a while there, there's like 31s. and Like maybe you get to squeeze out some 33s. Yeah. But if it's wide, it's probably going to rub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was the thing with GM trucks, too, is like if you wanted anything bigger than like a 33 or 34 and a half, basically. You lift it like 28 inches. Yeah, it's like literally a <laughs> six-inch lift to do that because the wheel wires are so dang tiny. Yeah. Um, I think we pretty much went through all the good things on the GM brand. <laughs> we were trying to. <laughs> you were trying. You did. I tried, and then I just, I just went. I was like, you know, all right, here we go. <laughs> so other things when you start messing with the GM front ends that you got to kind of think about and be cognizant of, especially if you're planning on lifting the truck. Tyler mentioned it: upper control arms. Yeah. Uh, once you level these trucks, you can actually like the upper control arms get put. 
put down at such an angle that you can start feeling this steering bind up like when you're trying to do like a U-turn. Yeah. Like you just, you feel like, man, I feel like my truck used to turn sharper. It's because the front end's like literally just, yeah, just too far out. Yeah. Um, so doing an upper control arm along with your front end stuff. Uh, I know Kryptonite makes them. Icon makes them. Yep. Um, also, this is an unsolicited shout out to Icon. Okay. Yeah. This is a, um, one of our, uh, one of Ash's family friends. I know him as well. Um, uh, his name is Brian. He got yeah, he was he lives on the west side of the state. He was mm-hmm. driving his uh, he's got LML Duramax that we sold a bunch of parts for. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, he Picture it. Me. Oh, yeah. 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 So he was just driving down the road. He had a lifted Duramax. I think he had maybe some 35s on it. I think they were like 20 by 10s, 20 by 12s. It's a good looking truck. Yeah. LML. <laughs> There's a I'm not gonna mention it now because I want to wait till the very end. But he's driving and some idiot on 90 doing 90 hit him sideways in the fast lane, doing about 90. Yeah. Okay, so this car hit him like T-bone. He's going about, I would say, speed limit or what most people probably like 70, 75 in the fast lane. The car was going 90, T-boned him. Yeah. And we're all going forward here. I don't know how you do that, <laughs> but that's what he did. And there and like, there was a big, big accident. He, his truck actually ended up on top of the car while the car was rolling underneath. It was, the truck is absolutely demolished, right? Yeah. Here's the funny part. Everybody's okay too. He's got kids. They weren't in the car. Everybody walked away. Everybody was fine. Um, actually, I think one of them ended up going to the hospital. Like, like nobody died. Basically, like yeah. take that element out of it. Everybody's fine. Everybody's <laughs> okay. Um, he sent us pictures, right? And we're talking like the both front wheels have been ripped off. Yeah, like by the knuckle. These things are gone. Yeah. You know what's still intact? The Icon upper control arms with the delta joints. Yeah, with the knuckle. <laughs> with the with knuckle. Part of the on knuckle it. still attached. Yes. To it. It ripped the knuckle out of the upper control arm. I think he even said, too, there was, like, no play in the ball joint either. Yeah. Because, like <laughs> like, obviously, he sent us pictures, and I was like, oh, shit, dude, are you okay? Like, yeah. he's got three kids. You know, everything okay? Like, I mean, I'm so sorry. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Look at those upper control arms. <laughs> you guys were not kidding. Those things yeah. are strong as hell. Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I looked at it more, and me and Ash were looking at it like, so Brian's okay, right? Yeah, he goes, dude, those upper control arms, though. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know. Look at them. <laughs> Yeah, you could literally like probably take them off the truck, sell them, and they're still like perfectly fine. Like <laughs> put them on the next one. Put them, yeah, um, <laughs> so that's pretty epic. Yeah, upper control arms definitely a plus on there. Uh, as far as like when you start getting more than a leveling kit or lifting, you may if you're new to GMs or new to Duramax's IFS front ends, you may have found that like there just seems to not be like a a three inch lift. Yeah, it's basically like a leveling kit, which is like a two and a half, maybe two and three quarter, and then it goes to like four and a half. Yeah. And that's because you've basically reached the limit of how far you can tilt down the control arms to where you actually have to cut the cross member out, lower it, and then put the axle back in with the new cross member because you got to lower everything down. Yeah. And that is, and we're getting a little bit of a tangent here, but like if you're buying a used GM truck and it has that sort of lift on there, you know, make sure that, you know, it's a good high quality lift. Not all cross members and not all install jobs are the same. Yeah. Um, trying to return one of those trucks back to stock to like start fresh. Can't do it. Can't do it. You they literally make you, they, you take the cross member out and you cut off where it bolted on before it's done. It's never going back. Yeah. So that being said, like I usually, if, if I were to ever look into buying a, du- <laughs> you're right. A, a drum- <laughs> <laughs> If I ever looked into buying, ah! I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, guys. Duramax. <laughs> you guys have heard me on the show before. I got yeah. nothing against Duramaxes. In fact, I I I am an LMM fan. I don't care what anybody says. I like LMMs. Kill me, whatever, man. Yeah, whatever, fight me, right? <laughs> um, but if I were to ever look into to buying one of those trucks, I'm not going to say it because I don't throw up. 
Um, for me, it needs to not have the cross member cut out. Yeah. Like I just if I if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah. Either that or if it's if I am looking at a truck that it has that has that it's one it's a truck that's had like a lot of money put into it. Yeah. For and I probably wouldn't be buying it anyways, but it would be a truck that's already had like and I've got like paperwork and the guy who installed it at a shop who you know takes pictures of what he's doing so I can like see what like I'd have to have a really good peace of mind to do that. Yeah. Also keep in mind my 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 suburban they had the crosswalk cut out. <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never tracked right. Never tra- no, <laughs> never. No. Uh, one thing though, I did want to bring up with the uh, heavy duty tie rods. Um, one thing you got to be careful with, exp- since we're talking about lifts, is there's a lot of lifts out there that'll like give you a new knuckle uh, mm-hmm. with the lift, like some of the bigger ones. What you have to be careful of is some of these aftermarket. I'm gonna bring the PPEs up just because that's the one that I ran into. Mm-hmm. They are so large that they actually like will hit the side of the. Um, little ball joint in the tie rod will actually hit part of the knuckle. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch out for that. Cause we ran into that a couple of times with customers that'll buy these tie rods and say, Oh, they don't fit. It's hitting. Unfortunately. I mean, when, when companies make these lift kits, they kind of design them to work with all the stock components, which if you look at the size of that tie rod, um, you know, stock form to aftermarket is much larger diameter. So it can run into the knuckle. It's a pretty easy fix. You just have to shave a little metal off. I can understand why some, you know, customers don't want to do that, especially mm-hmm, if they mm-hmm. spend a bunch of money on a lift kit. But it's one of those things that I would actually highly recommend doing uh, just because that's the only, going to be the only way you're going to be able to get a heavy duty uh, tie rod in there yeah, with that period. particular knuckle. So, And if you're lifting a truck, chances are you're putting bigger wheels and tires on there. Now is not the time to go back to stock tie rods. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, now, with all that info being out there, um, oh, we forgot to talk about the, uh, the difference in, in track width between the front and the rear. Oh. Uh, the GMs do have a nasty habit of the front being just naturally wider than the rear. Uh, some people run spacers on the back. Um, what other people will do is actually BDS. They do make what they call, what is it, the narrow track? Their narrow track, yeah. Um, they make a, a their lift kits when they do replace the knuckles like we were just talking about. They actually give you the option to go for a narrow track, which will sh- uh, narrow the track width in the front to match the rear. You may be thinking to yourself, like, why the hell would I make my track width narrower? It's, gonna, it's, it's to match the rear. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. It's all. Um, or you put space on the back or, you know, change the axle, do whatever you got to do, you know, know, whatever. It's up to you at that point. Yeah. Um, now we're going to get into one of our favorites. And again, we've talked about other brands on here. There, there are many other companies that make parts that will handle your GM front end steering. What we've come across, uh, one of our favorites, not only because of, of price, but quality and how comprehensive it is, is from BD. Yeah. Yeah, they, they recently just came out with a, uh, a full front-end GM center link, tie rod ends, and sway bar end links. Yep. Um, and it's bitching. 450 bucks for all of that. Which is damn near what you're <clears throat> going to pay if you were to, like, to replace it factory. Like, it, they're not too much above what factory is, but it's like nine gajillion times stronger. Yeah, they're uh, one and a half times bigger than stock as far as the tie rods. Uh, the I or the uh, <coughs> center link is a, a forged I beam. Okay, so yeah. it's not like a round. More rock. rigidity. M- way more rigid rigidity. You don't get that flex. Um, all in all, it's probably one of the best complete, like just buy it once kind of kits mm-hmm. uh, for upgrading upgrading your steering. We'd I'd actually be. Uh, I was trying to pull up a good picture of the end of the tie rod. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that one would fit with some of those aftermarket kits, which is mm-hmm. another plus if you don't have to cut anything or shave yeah. anything off. We'd have to check with them. I don't know if they've tested 
those yet on all like different lift. It's hard for manufacturers to test thing on like every single lift kit that's out there because yeah. they have to like physically either find the truck or buy the kit <laughs> and install the kit and see if they fit. Yeah. Um, but I'd be curious to find out if um, those actually will work with aftermarket knuckles and without having to shave anything, which would be yeah. another plus. So if you're trying to make like an absolute bomb proof front end, um, doing that like the the BD front end steering stuff there, I would do. I would still do. Uh, the pitman arm and idler bracing. Yeah. And I would also do um, maybe from like rare parts or PPE, their pitman arm and idler arm and their idler arm pivot or what they call the bracket. Yeah. Um, doing all that kind of stuff. Like you, this front end on this truck now, that's, that's, a, like, a that's, mil- that's like a million mile front end, man. I mean, it's, yeah, don't that, wanna, that's, don't, don't quote me on that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big, <laughs> big beefy front end. Yeah. Like that is, Maybe I would buy a Dura. <laughs> Dura yeah, I'm just kidding. I'd buy a Duramax. Yeah. Duramaxes are cool, man. Yeah, so, again, there's a ton of options out there. We've told you kind of our favorite on that, uh, just because it's kind of an all-inclusive kit that works well with everything. And the end links are slightly larger for trucks that are leveled, so you mm-hmm. can, you don't have to go buy a separate um, a sway bar end link if you're if you're uh, leveled up. Well, and it's just it's a one-click shot deal. Yeah. Buying front-end components, I, some of the... I, very common questions we get on on front end components period but also gm front end components is you know i'm looking at all these will they work together yeah so getting when you buy like a one click front end deal it's like okay now i don't have to worry about if my center link works on the tie rods or anything right yeah because there's some companies that'll have like different stages of you know center links and that sort of thing and some of those will only work with other certain components Mm -hmm. Whereas others will work with everything, so it's something that like what is the, the one from PPE? They have like their straight their race, center link, yeah, or their they do have a center link that's basically like zero road manners. Yeah, is it is it the straight I, one or is it the no? Curve, I think or, it's a um, it's the race center link, and it can be only used their with straight their straight race yeah. center link with their race pitman arm and idler like they're mm-hmm. like you have to have all their stuff. <laughs> yeah, and which then is even, fine. And but even in the notes, it says like not meant for everyday driving stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. Yeah, that being said, I uh, I would still not do a Duramax if I was going to be doing a lot of off-road driving. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Say well, right hey, now. you can, okay? There's kits out there that are yeah, super yeah. badass on Duramaxes, okay? My absolute, if I owned a Duramax, I would be throwing on that BDS three-inch coilover conversion. That kit is so freaking badass. Yeah. Like, so badass. Get rid of the torsion bars. Put a badass Fox coilover on there. You get brand new lower A-arms. I think it actually uses a stock up. Does it use a stock uppers, or do they give you uppers, too? I have no idea. I'd have to look. I, they, they, I think they have to give you uppers, because I don't know if the coilover will fit in the stock. I I, I could probably pull it I was going to say, we, anyways, have the, we have the power. It's, freaking, <laughs> it's badass, okay? If you're going to lift your Duramax, I actually just sold um, one of those kits to a... a, a I, uh, an old buddy's dad he just bought a, a duramax and he's like what's the what's the best riding those badass kits you got i'm like dude three inch coil over bds like that's that's the way to go he's like all right let's see here i thought it came with i see uppers in there okay cool okay. at least for the okay. six and a half inch i see uppers so i check see the three all... check the three uh check the three you're down here but it's that's like the ultimate front end like if you're if you're going to take your truck actually off road and wanting to use it, that's going to perform leaps and bounds uh, better than uh, any torsion bar suspension. Just look at any like off road, um, you know, if there's like off road get-togethers or like 
you know, anybody who's building something for off-road, especially a GM, none of them are going to have <laughs> torsion bar. Nobody, okay? Once you start cranking those things up, you're putting more tension on that torsion bar, which is, it's it's like you're putting more tension on a spring. It's not going to be soft. It's not going to absorb those small bumps. It's uh, You're only going to feel kind of those hard hits. But does it, does it have uppers? Sweet. It has uppers, too. Correct. I kind of I, I kind of figured it would. But Good assumption. Yeah. You are clear, my friend. Cool. But, yeah, that's what I would do if I owned one. If we own one and yeah. we don't. But Sands we're men over here and we got straight <laughs> axle front end trucks, okay? Salt axle or die. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's kind of true. And I will say that there are those guys out there that are they're hardcore. Like, if your truck ain't got a salt axle, you ain't a man, blah, blah, blah. And I, I get it, okay? I see what you mean. If I was going to be and, – and I keep in mind, you're talking to someone who has two salt axle Ford trucks that are yeah. leaf sprung. I'm used to riding like shit, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fully understand that. And I, do I need a solid axle truck? Absolutely not. It is my excursion. Do I need an excursion that has a solid axle? No, I don't. I don't need a solid axle daily driver, okay? Do I still want one? Hell yeah. All right, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's after having a whole bunch of solid axle trucks and then having the the bourbon, Yeah. you just don't – you guys are going to hate me. I just <laughs> – I just this don't. Is, this podcast is meant to help Duramax owners, yeah. not just bash them. Come on, Ben. I just, I just don't trust it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. All right. <laughs> I just, I have like, I always think to myself, like, man, if I were to hit that curb, I'd probably just rip this thing out right now. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if I was in my solid axle excursion, it would probably break the curb. You know. I just can't get over the fact that it's like a, a torsion bar. So it's a bar that's going parallel with the side of the truck that is twisting yeah it's like man you guys i feel like you've overcomplicated the shit out of this well i mean tors- <laughs> so like, I, I, didn't, I know it's like it's somewhat basic but it, yeah. at the same time it's like really come on i, now. I didn't really know Trying how to reinvent the spring yeah how or <laughs> what on. a torso bar was until i had my one ranger because that torso bars on it yeah and then they've been using torso bars for Oh, a long time. long time. You know what most fire trucks have torso bars really you know how freaking terrifying that is you know much <laughs> like how much yeah. like Twisting, crank them up. (laughs) (laughs) I got my ratchet. You want to lift that bad girl up? What do you need about quarter turn? (laughs) Sorry, sir. You're going to need a much, much bigger ratchet than that. (laughs) Uh, You got a jack stand? (laughs) Yeah. Lift that puppy up. Put a level kit on that big old fire truck. Well, to me, if if you're going to have like an independent front suspension, like what Duramaxes have, why not do a coilover? Like a heavier duty coilover? Like a. Like that, my Ram fifteen hundred or my Toyota or something, mm. you know. Like, why not? The technology is there. Yeah. Like, I, anyways, we put a man on the moon. Yeah, we put a man on the moon, and you're relying on this freaking bar that's twisting, creating a uh, whatever, you know. I think I, I, one time a while back, I was looking at how they make torsion bars. Yeah, and they basically twist them, freeze them, and then twist them back around, and freeze them, and twist them, and freeze them. I think they get them down to absolute zero, which is we talked about pre, like a long time. It was like two seventy three Kelvin. I can't remember what that is. Excuse me. Or, no, like zero degrees Kelvin, which is like negative two seventy three. Kevin has nothing to do with it. It's Kelvin. All right. <laughs> Kelvin I'm gonna, has nothing. I'm gonna to do Google with it because like, I said it wrong last time, and Jim Lawrence is gonna fact check me. <laughs> so, oh yeah, Jim, our fact checker. Our fact checker. I forgot about Jim. <laughs> Let me see. Absolute <laughs> zero temp. 
It'd be so awesome if he uh, responds to this video on this podcast. Be like, fact check, absolute, absolute zero is not Kelvin. Ah, is it? <laughs> absolute zero isn't even zero on temperature scales because it, it used by non scientists. It's minus two hundred seventy three point fifteen degrees on the Celsius scale, or minus four fifty nine point six seven degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, so Kelvin had nothing to do with it. Um. <laughs> so. No, because Kelvin's another unit of measurement. <laughs> no, okay, zero Kelvin is absolute zero. Okay. That's what it is. Kelvin starts zero at okay. absolute zero. That's what it is. Gotcha. Thanks, college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need our fact checker, yeah. all right? Jim Lawrence, <laughs> you're in, buddy. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> fact check it. Yeah. Fact check us. All right, you got anything else about Duramaxes? Um, no. <laughs> do we even <laughs> make a Duramax shirt? I don't think we do. No. No. I gotta tell you, Duramax guys, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry again. We we've actually started selling a ton more Duramax parts. Yeah. And uh we gotta start sewing you guys some love. So we're uh we're gonna start being yeah, some more get Duramax content. Here. We can. Is he, yeah. Does he still have his? Yes, he still has a Duramax. Okay. I haven't seen he it. Fi- his his piston finally showed up. Oh, right on. He had a piston on back order for like nine months. <laughs> like legit we we are subject to back orders just like you guys are. He's Everybody. been waiting to build his freaking engine for one piston. Yeah. It showed up like last week. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty excited. Throw it together. Just send her home. Send it. Let her buck. Yep. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you all you guys tuning in, watching, leaving comments, all that kind of good stuff, subscribing. Uh, that stuff helps us out a lot. We do have some very big plans for the podcast, and we've been fronting you guys a little bit. But as you can tell, we now have BD as a sponsor. That's pretty awesome. We're open to bring some other folks on board. And uh, the more we start doing cool stuff, the more cool stuff we can bring you. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense, right? It's a two-way road. Help me help you. Help us. Help you. Help me help you guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.